Welcome to the Joy Revolution Podcast, where you'll stop letting the chaos of adulting fuck with your joy of living. Because can we all agree that adulting is a lot? All the responsibilities, obligations, chores, all the things you gotta do so that you can look like you've got it all together. But that's only half the story. What about how your life feels on your insides? How come no one ever taught you about that? I'm Elizabeth Wallace, a certified integrative life coach here to school you on the essential skills of working with your internal world, your emotions, your nervous system, your bodily sensations, and your thoughts so that you can close the gap between a life that looks good on paper and a life that actually feels good to you on your insides. Let's dig in. Hey, and welcome back to episode 28 of the Joy Revolution podcast. Now, at the time of recording, it is the week after Thanksgiving 2023. It's actually November 30th, right before December 1st. And there is a meme flying around the internet. It has been sent to me so many times by so many people. And it's the perfect segue or launching point for what I want to talk about in the podcast today. So to give your brains a visual for this meme, there is a little toddler who's just kind of losing her shit on the couch. And this is what she's saying. Okay, so first of all, credit for that video goes to Charlotte Teedman. I think that's how you say her name. Her Instagram account is a little bit of Lottie. You can go check her out. I will link her in the show notes. Now, this this reel that she made, the audio for it became the fodder for so many memes. You know, things like moms entering the holidays or beginning the last month of the year at work or trying to balance work and all your holiday obligations or a therapist stepping into December, right? So many memes because this audio has struck a chord with so many people and memes are funny because they have a kernel of truth. And the truth is, according to the research, December is the most stressful month of the year which makes me so unbelievably sad. So today, I want to bring you the five secrets of joyful people in hopes that you do not end up (laughs) sounding like this little girl or if you do feel like that right now, that you can reverse that trend and end this year filled with joy and spaciousness and merriment and laughter and however it is that you want this year to end and this holiday season to feel. So five secrets of joyful people. Number one, to recognize that there are actually three phases of joy that help deepen and prolong a sense of joy. The one that we're all familiar with is joy in the moment, right? And I am guessing that you can imagine a a, a sense of joy, you know, a time that you have felt joy. And now let me just say, just take a pause and think about 
that moment. Notice how it makes you feel to think back and put yourself back into that memory. What happens in your body when you remember experiencing that joy? It's not going to be the same as when you experienced it the first time, but notice if there's a shift in the way you feel when you do think back and place yourself into an experience of joy. Because this is one of the three phases of joy. It's actually the third phase of remembering joy. So the three phases are anticipatory joy, joy in the moment, and the memories of joy. Okay? And you may have just experienced the memories of joy. And what what memories of joy does is, and practicing that, remembering moments of joy, is it tells your brain, hey, joy is important. Oh, it's something that I pay attention to. And this season is a really good time for memories of joy because there are so many traditions that come just once a year, right around this time, that can be really evocative of that sense of joy and warmth and connection from years and traditions past. So the three phases, I just want to give you this overview, even though we've already dived in, is there is anticipatory joy, joy in the present moment, and the joy of memory. And this time of year is steeped with all three of those, if you let it be so. Now, moving between these phases is a little bit like a dance. You don't necessarily want to be um, stuck or stay in any one of them for, you know, too, too long, unless it's joy in the present moment. Totally a proponent of, of joy in the present moment. But, you know, when you only live in anticipatory joy, right, feeling really excited about the things that are coming, that things that have not yet happened. You know, for me, my favorite traditions are happen on Christmas Eve. And so I have an immense amount of anticipatory joy leading up to that. It's like this little beacon where when I remember that that's still ahead of me, I'm like, oh, that is so exciting, right? But if you are only experiencing anticipatory joy, you run the risk of missing joy in the present moment. So the way to make that shift is to anchor yourself into the present moment by paying attention to your five senses, right? Joy is experienced sensorily. Is that a word? Is that a word? I don't know. Joy is experienced through your five senses, right? It is a sensation. It is a feeling. And so when you tune into your five senses, which automatically bring you into the present moment because they only exist in the present moment, Right? You, you become re-centered with presence, which is something that I think we are all looking for more of in this season. So it's things like really taking a sip and tasting that hot chocolate with a massive amount of whipped cream on top, right? It is lighting your favorite scented candle that 
or smelling the, the evergreen of your Christmas tree, if you have a Christmas tree, if you have a real Christmas tree, right? Or the smell of your favorite holiday foods baking, right? Or maybe it's sitting in front of a fire and feeling the warmth. Maybe it's listening to the sound of laughter of your family all gathered together, right? Joy is experienced in the present moment through our five senses, and through the feeling of connection that we get from really being present with ourselves, with our environment, and with our loved ones. And then there is the the joy of memories, of looking back. And I think that this is really interesting and particularly relevant during um, times where traditions are more, uh, what's the word? prevalent, I guess. This is, historically speaking, for many of us, a time of traditions. Our family traditions, cultural traditions, religious traditions. But, you know, those memories are sort of right at the surface, right? That's what tradition is. It's it's doing what you have done before, <laughs> right? It is things that are passed down and done time and time again. And so, Every year when you participate in traditions, I just find it so interesting because it kind of encapsulates all three elements of joy, right? All three phases of joy, the anticipation of performing the tradition, the experience of doing the tradition, and the the memories that that tradition is steeped in. And that's why I think this time of year can be so special and why I would encourage you to really get intentional about which traditions you carry forward and participate in and make sure that they bring you joy because that is some of the most special essence of this season, that these traditions feel so deeply joyful because they have the elements of anticipation and presence and memory. Now, I will just say also that not all traditions are joyful. And to remind you that as an adult, you are in charge of the traditions that you keep and participate in and the traditions that you let go. That could be a whole nother episode, But I do just want to really say this to you and have you hear me. You are in charge of the traditions that you participate in. And you are also in charge of starting new traditions that feel good to you and your family. Okay, moving on. Number two actually goes back to a previous episode, episode six, called Fuck Expectations. (laughs) And that... That idea and everything that I talk about in that episode is another secret of joyful people, especially around the holidays. And the gist of what I say in that episode, though, I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to it in full, is to set your orientation rather than your expectations for the holidays. And what I mean by orientation is to set the way that you want the season to feel rather than to set expectations for how it will go. It's the difference between someone who is hosting, let's say, a dinner party 
And it's the difference between them saying, all right, I want the vibe of this dinner party to be like low light, Edison bulb, relaxed, lots of laughter, people feeling at ease, right? Versus them being like, okay, people have to have this specific conversation at this specific time. And this person needs to talk to this person about this thing. And if this person, you know, like that never goes well, right? Like, because, because we never know how life is going to play out. But when you set the vibe, it sort of sets the, the overarching feeling and boundaries for this season. And then you sort of filter your decisions and your actions and what you participate in according to whether or not it supports or detracts from the vibe that you want to set. So if you are like, okay, Elizabeth, I really want my orientation to be slow, chill holidays. Like that is just what I want. Then what I would tell you is, all right, so every invitation that comes your way, every plan that comes up or suggested, I want you to filter it through the lens of, is this supporting my orientation of slow and chill? Does this feel congruent with that vibe? Okay. It's sort of like the lens that you filter your decisions and your actions through. That's your orientation. And so I would encourage you to set your orientation for your for the season, the vibe that you want it to be, instead of having specific expectations like we will, you know, do this thing, this thing, this thing, and this thing in hopes that it will give you a feeling. No, pick the feeling and then choose the activities that support that feeling. Next on my list, number three, and this is a biggie for those of you who really like to just check things off, is a reminder that joy is found in the doing not in the getting it done. I mean, yes, of course, (laughs) there is some joy in, in getting things done. But what I mean by that is, remember that your life is lived right now, not after you have gotten everything done. Because let's be honest, I will remind you of this a zillion times, things will always appear for you to do. And so your life is in the doing, right? It is in the wrapping of the lights around the Christmas tree and the mixing of the dough for for cookies or actually enjoying picking out gifts for people that you love. And I guess one of the things that I would really encourage you to consider is if there's no joy in the doing, then A, why are you doing it? And B, if it is something that you do feel like you have to do, challenge your brain to find a way to do it joyfully. So maybe you don't love putting lights on your deck because it is cold and sometimes those light strands get real tangled and it can be frustrating, right? But A, remember, you do not have to do it. But if you do do it, make it freaking joyful. Make yourself some hot chocolate. Bring it out there. Bring your headphones with some with some music, right? How can you make it work for you? 
The joy is in the doing. Allow these little moments of preparations and little mini celebrations to be filled with merriment and revelry. Or else why are you doing it? Okay. Number four on the list is actually a little contradictory to number three, and that is to remember that not every moment of the joyful season will be joyful, (laughs) okay? I think sometimes where we get frustrated and throw the, I don't know why I always use this phrase, throw the baby out with the bathwater, like who came up with that phrase? Anyways, I think there can be a lot of pressure around the holidays to be joyful all the time, and That is simply unrealistic. (laughs) We are still humans, even in the joyful season. And um, there are going to be moments where we feel frustrated or disappointed or sad, especially in a world that is filled with so much distress right now. So you're going to have off days. If you are listening to this and you identify as female and you have a monthly cycle, you're going to have natural chemical ups and downs that are going to affect your mood, right? You are going to hear news from someone or read something that evokes feelings that are not joyful. And I just want to remind you, that's okay. Do not let anyone tell you that if you don't feel joyful for all of the joyful season that you are doing it wrong. I actually have been thinking about sharing some of my unjolly thoughts, unjolly moments with you all over on Instagram during this season to show you that I too have unjoyful thoughts like I was feeling really unjoyful when I was at the gas station. One of my pet peeves is when someone parks at one of the fill stations but like doesn't fill up and just sits there and they're like, A, taking up a spot, B, like potentially blocking you in. It just like really gets my goat. And I had a really unjoyful moment. And I'm like, yeah, it's still the joyful season. I'm still outrageously joyful, but I was really freaking annoyed. And you know, when I read about what's going on in the world, I feel profoundly sad. And that's all part of it. Remembering that You are a human and one of your blessings and curses at the same time is feeling two things at once and having ups and downs, natural, natural cycles. So the most joyful people don't think less of themselves or don't think anything is wrong with them when they feel a dip in their joy. But what they do know is that joy will always return and they are open to being on the lookout for it, being open to joy returning. All right, so number five is to set yourself up for joy success. (laughs) And what I mean by that is, um, here's a contradictory statement. Joy is both everywhere and about to happen at any moment and (laughs) at the same time, it doesn't always just happen. (laughs) And we can reverse engineer and create our own joy by setting ourselves up for success. And that again returns to the five senses. So creating a space that feels really joyful for you 
or doing the things that you know really give you a sense of joy. Maybe it is taking a walk with your dog in the early morning light. Or again, burning that candle that just fills you with that mmm feeling. Or getting up a little bit earlier and having a few moments alone by the fire in the morning. You can create an environment that evokes joy so that you're not just leaving joy up to chance. You are also creating the opportunities for joy. And when you do that, when you create opportunities for joy, kind of like reverse engineer them by creating the environment for them, for yourself to feel joyful, and you are on the lookout and open to moments of joy to happen naturally, you'll realize that there's actually a lot of joy to be had right around now in this joyful season and throughout every damn day of your life. So in summary, the five secrets of truly joyful people, especially during the joyful season, but year-round as well. One, recognizing, acknowledging, and experiencing the three phases of joy, anticipatory joy, present joy, and joy in memories. Number two, orientation, not expectation. Choosing your vibe, not trying to orchestrate tightly exactly what is going to happen. Number three, the joy is in the doing, not in the getting it done. Number four, don't expect it all to be joyful. Remember that you are human and natural patterns, ebbs, and flows are normal. And five, Set yourself up for success. Joy doesn't always just happen. You don't need to just leave your joy up to chance. You can create it for yourself. Okay. With that, my hope is that you do not end up strung out, stressed out, joyless, burned out by the end of this month. My wish for you is for you to take charge of your joy and to really own it this month and every month. And of course, this is a reminder that if you are feeling overburdened, overwhelmed, like there are just obstacles getting in the way of your joy during this season or in life in general, that I am offering single coaching sessions through December 20th. So you can grab one of those sessions and I guarantee you, you will walk away feeling lighter, freer, and knowing exactly what to do in order to continue to feel open and excited about this season and your life rather than weighed down and burned out. The link to grab one of those sessions is in the show notes. Oh, and also I wanted to remind you that if there is something that you would like for me to discuss or you have a question that you would like for me to answer from a coaching perspective, you can submit your question via the form that is also linked in the show notes. Okay, great. All right. I think that is it for now. I cannot wait to come back and chat with y'all next week. But in the meantime, I am sending you the biggest hug freaking ever. 
Thank you so much for listening. My hope is that every single one of these episodes brings you closer to a life that feels better to you on your insides. And if you're looking for more, you can find tons of tools and tips, ideas, and perspectives on my Instagram at Elizabeth the Joy Coach. And if you're curious about working together personally, you can find out more info about that on my website, which is linked in the show notes. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening so that more people can join the joy revolution and get out from underneath the heaviness of adulting.